He's the host with the most. And this is The Saturday Show with Edward Hayden. Good morning. Yes, indeed, it is the Saturday show. And indeed, it is me, Edward Hayden, with you and with you right through until 12 noon. And hopefully you're in a position to stay with me and us here on Casey Law. Until then, thanks so much to David Arasharish with Nook, the Rish, out of Um Natalie as well. Thank you so much for easing us gently into the morning with lots of music and chat. And of course, the Saturday morning quiz as well. Now, 083 306 9696 is our dinners ready .ie contact line or you can telephone the lovely Ashling on 1800 90 96 96 should you so desire what am I coming up this morning on the show well I have lots coming up on the show as always this morning our resident gardening expert is going to be with us very shortly Shirley Lanigan so any questions you have send them in away 3306 9696 Max Whiteley uh, of the Barn Owl Players and Barnstorm Theatre is coming in to tell us about the upcoming production by Barnstorm of the importance of being earnest by Oscar Wilde and of course this is the first curriculum play live for junior search students and Barnstorm always uh, involved in curriculum plays but of course we all know on this show that it is indeed very important to be earnest um, and that is the comedy of manners, sophistications and frivolity that could really only have come from the mind of Oscar Wild. Uh, Carol Duggan, who's the manager of St. Vincent de Paul, is coming on to tell us about their reopening of the charity shop in Butts Green after months of renovations. We're also going to be chatting with Linda Duffy, who's a rapid transformational therapist and mindset coach in the second hour of the show. We're going to be joined by Emer Byrne, who's going to tell us all about the self-compassion challenge for February. And Emer has lots more to tell us about besides on that. Now, rock me mama. Is there a few mamas out there who want to rock this morning? Well, we're delighted to be joined a little bit later in the show by Nathan Carter of Rock Me Mama Wagon Wheel fame. And Nathan is coming to the Hotel Kilkenny tonight and is also returning there on the 13th of April. So we look forward to chatting to uh, Nathan about that. And Michelle Dermody from the presentation, Della Salbagman's Town, are looking for your help and looking for your votes. And they'll tell us a little bit later how you can help them indeed. Now, yesterday afternoon, uh, a very nice lady called Anna Dunn um, down in Gregnamana knocked on my door. And um, Anna is an inspiration to all in so many ways. She's a fabulous person, but she arrived yesterday to my door and she says to me, Edward, you love phrases and sayings. She said, here's a perfect one for today, which was obviously uh, yesterday. But I told her I'd be bringing it in to read it out on the radio. And this was a saying she got from her grandfather and it was all about Candlemas Day. And of course, you know, uh, Candlemas Day is uh, very synonymous um, celebration if you like in the Catholic Church and it comes uh, around the whole blessing of the throats time as well so here it is if Candlemas Day is bright and gay saddle your horse and look for hay if Candlemas Day is rugged and rough fodder your horse for you will have fodder enough that's uh, a lovely phrase from anime let me know about your thoughts around Candlemas Day 
send them in to us if you have any thoughts if it was a time or a period in your house let us know 0833069696 but before all of that let's go over to the telephone line and on it we're joined by Shirley Lanigan our resident gardening expert Shirley good morning to you oh a, a wet soggy morning in the garden Edward. a wet <laughs> soggy morning in the garden for sure uh, Shirley before we get into um gardening proper uh, we have a little message that uh, we want to give to you happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday to you now there's a little treat for you on a Saturday morning uh, happy birthday Shirley Edward I'll kill you you're, you're you and your you, Edward knows all. Edward sees all. Edward knows and sees all. Nothing escapes him. He might look like he's kind of just, you know, uh, not fully connected to the world, but um, he is for sure. How are you, Shirley? And happy birthday. Thank you. I'm having a lovely birthday. Thank uh, you very much. I hope it began with a lovely uh, coffee. It began really well. I was delighted with myself. I'm getting spoiled. Oh, well, well deserved. Well deserved. A friend of mine uh, who is now uh, sadly deceased, but she used to always ring on your birthday and she'd say, happy birthday, Edward. You know, this is the only day that's truly yours. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. this is truly your day now, Shirley, so you can uh, indulge and be indulged for the day. So hope you have a lovely day. So I'm going to give you a, a bit of a, uh, a, a stay of execution from the garden for today, Shirley. <laughs> oh, no, do you know something? It's because it's so mild. It's a, if you haven't done a thing yet, it's a very good day. While it's damp, it's very mild. And if you haven't done anything, this is a good day to go out, get a few jobs done, get yourself started, and the levels of smug will be off the scale by the time you come in and you can just tell everybody how wonderful you are and you went out and it's a great day and aren't I brilliant look what I did and you know you will know it was actually it wasn't hard work it was really it was very pleasant so I would say well, I to do a little bit when I was coming to work this morning there was a lady halfway between Greg Nirvana and Gorn and this was about oh before half nine and she was out with a big sprung and a couple of other implements and she was out on the roadside and she obviously has, well I know she has because I've seen it uh, when it's in full bloom, like a big, a big kind of a creeper style hedge, I think, over her wall. But obviously it's all dead and it's all, not, you're not dead, whatever, dormant for the, for the winter. Dormant, yeah. But she was out this morning and she was thinning it out. Now, there's probably a proper gardening term for that, but she was thinning it out and she had a big pile of it uh, on the side of the road and she was uh, meticulously going through it and, you know, uh, cutting it back, I suppose. And I said to myself, now, isn't she a kind of an able lady out at this hour of the morning? There's no hanging around and lying on the couch with this woman. Exactly. That's, that's what the proper gardeners are doing. The rest <laughs> of us sissies, we're, we're, we're inside thinking about it. Absolutely. But, uh, no, I would say it's so mild. Get out, even just do an hour. You'll, as I say, you'll be so pleased with yourself and everybody else will be quite impressed too. For sure. A couple of questions coming into us straight away, Shirley. Now, I'm, I'm learning vocabulary every day, so you'll be familiar, I'm sure, with these. But our texter says, Edward, could you please ask Shirley, when is the best time to dethatch and scarify the lawn. Well, the spring is is 
is is the time because you think about it, the growth hasn't really started in earnest. It won't start until you know the grass is sort of you hit about 10, 10, 10 degrees and it starts then. So if you've got lots of moss in your lawn, I have lots of moss on my lawn. I treasure my moss. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of that moss to save my life. But a lot of people like nice, pure, clean, smart grass. And this is a good time if you want to get out all of that patch because what you're doing is you're, you're raking out all the dead stuff and then you're making space for the grass that you want to sort of fatten out and thicken up and become a, a more dense sort of a, a sward. And you could also, say if you've got bad drainage, take a fork and, and, and spike the lawn and you could um, brush uh, there's horticultural sand you can get and you could brush that down into it. That goes down into the holes and it just improves the drainage. And if you've got a sort of area that you're not so fond of later on in the year, that will make it look, um, it'll, make it, it'll make it more free draining and it'll make it easier for the grass to grow. How oh, fabulous. And is that what scarify means? Yes, yeah. Basically, you're, 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 you're dragging all the, if it was hair, you'd be brushing the knots out of your hair. There you go. Okay, there you have it. It's right. Uh, another texture uh, asks us about uh, apple trees and says, Edward, would you ask Shirley, is it too late to prune apple trees? No, it's not. No, no, no. Go and do it now quickly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, out there. So the person who thought they were having a day off, they're not. They're going out to prune the apple trees. <laughs> Straight away. And it's the usual thing. Um, basically, look at the look at the tree. After all the wind and, and, and mad weather there's been, there'll be dead branches. Cut off the dead branches. Then cut out all of the sickly, scraggy, scrawny, twiggy stuff that's not going to go anywhere. Then br- cut out any branches that are crossing each other. You'll see where they're crossing each other as the wind uh, blows blows on them. They uh, they rub off each other. That eventually that rubbing turns into wounds, and one or both of them will get diseased. So if you've got one that's already damaged, cut that out. Then look at the other one, and if the other one has a good shape to it and it's going in a a good direction and it's not injured, leave it. But if they're both injured, cut them both out. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. She was after, now I forget the full um, crux of the of the conundrum, but she was after, I think, moving. Would she be after moving rhubarb plants? Um, or had she new rhubarb plants? But she said they were a bit sad and tired looking. And she wanted me to ask you, uh, what could she put on them? So is there some sort of a, a feed or some sort of a treatment that we could be giving rhubarb? Rhubarb is very hungry. Think about it. Once it gets going, you're eating almost the whole of the plant on a regular basis. So it needs to be it, it needs to develop a really good, deep, big root. So a lot of compost, like, uh, you know, a, a two buckets over each plant and get rid of all of the weeds so that, you know, there's nothing to compete with it. So it needs feeding. It needs pulling all the weeds away from it. And then um, it should it should it should start growing with uh, a bit of a bit of umph over the next few weeks. Uh, do you mean like garden centre compost, Shirley? Uh, farmyard manure, which, oh. which if you don't have, you can you can get in the garden centres these days. And the great thing about it, if you don't need it in huge amounts, the one that you get in the garden centre, it's been sterilised, so there's no weed seeds in it. Okay. So it's not going to go toxic. 
you won't end up with, uh, you know, a whole sea of, of, of little weed seedlings coming up with your um, with your rhubarb. Okay. Uh, and it's also, it, it's well rotted, so it's not stinky. It's, 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 it's pretty perfect stuff, actually. It's just a bit expensive if you need to use a huge amount of it. But if you only need it for a small number of plants, it's... Um, it's an investment. It's all good. Um, now, uh, deadheads on the hydrangeas, when do you remove them, asks the texter. Not yet, not yet. Hold fire, hold okay. fire. And is it too early to cut the grass, asks another texter. If your grass is growing, you can cut it now. But if it's not, leave it. Okay. Rake off leaves and, and, and things. If you've got a lot of leaves lying around on it, which you could, again, after all those storms, you could rake them off. And that'll let the, the, the light get down to the grass. Because if you've got a, a blanket of, of leaves on your grass, that's stopping the light getting down. The grass will yellow and weaken. And it'll, you know, just, it'll slow its start uh, in the coming spring. But if, it, if, it's, if it's growing, if it's long, you can give it a quick haircut. And if not, as I say, rake off the leaves. Okay. Well, Shirley, there we must leave it. But before we do, we must also say to you again... Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy this is the walk of shame, Shirley. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to public public mortification on the radio. I think is what they call it on other stations, but it comes from a very genuine place. Have a lovely day, Shirley, and happy birthday. Thank you very much. Thank Good you very morning much. to you. Now, that's our resident gardening expert, Shirley Lanigan, celebrating her birthday today. And of course, um, we always love when Shirley is on the show each and every week. Now, Susbjog. This Saturday show on KCLR with Edward Hayden. Carlo Kilkenny, KCLR. Now, one of my favourite people in the whole wide world is in front of me now in dusky pink and beautiful earrings. She looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, a woman who knows most, especially before this production ever began, how important it is to be earnest. Mags Whiteley, good morning. Uh, to you. Good morning, Edward. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Oh, I'm in great form. <laughs> Lady Bracknell. Yes, indeed. And so looking forward to it. One of the most highly coveted parts in drama. Oh, I would say so. Yeah. And like, I mean, I've had the opportunity to play a good many leading ladies like Big Maggie and... All the iconic all ones. The, all the iconic with this. Kate Keller. Kate Keller. Oh, yeah. And Nora in the Shadow of the Glen. But like this one, it's even... It it's tips just, it. Oh, it does. I think so. It's It's the... Like the costume is going to be fabulous. And Underskirts. Oh, the whole lot. Yeah. Waist trainers, everything. And um, it's just, she's so, it's like Oscar is so brilliant and so witty and every, like the, the language is fabulous in it. So I think everybody that's about should really take the opportunity to go and see it. And it's coming upon us, um, this opportunity, relatively quickly because it's opening on Wednesday the 28th of February and running right through until second of Saturday the 2nd of March yes. in the Watergate Theatre as well. And it's part of one of your uh, curriculum live developments, but this time with a twist. Exactly. Up to this, we've been doing the Leaving Cert mm-hmm. um, modules, but this year we're doing the Junior Cert for the first time. So, yeah, we're hoping that the junior cert people will take this opportunity to go to the theatre, which is very good for everybody, I think. Everybody should go to the theatre. Uh, it's described, and I have it here, uh, I'm not making it up myself, a comedy of manners, sophistication and frivolity. Oh, yeah. Not too bad for a couple of hours uh, entertainment, isn't oh, it? Not, oh, it's that we're all for... looking for in our life. Yeah, you know what manners, I Manners, mean? sophistication <laughs> and frivolity. Exactly. And it's a lo- it will be a lovely evening out because it's like, these times, it's a nice little bit of, of frivolity. Mm. And you'll come away feeling, wow, that was funny, you know. 
and isn't it uh, there's something about it everybody is kind of you know proper and handsome and yes. lustful and all the things yes but all kind of simmering under a sort of in the best facade way. of manners and it's just you know that you have it there it's just oh it's just great and it's so witty Contain yourself Max. I know it's <laughs> <laughs> it, it's so much fun that's what the thing is and like he's so witty and he's taking so many swipes at the whole Victorian hypocrisy and all of that so it's, it's just brilliant one of the things of course that he's so known and credited and famed for is the kind of the richness of the language yes. uh, around it and the kind of the messaging therein and that in itself is kind of so right and proper oh, and yeah. orderly isn't it? Actually and it's funny you know the way nowadays we all speak so quickly mm-hmm. all the time with this you have to enunciate so very carefully because you lose the essence of what he has written if you mm-hmm. say it too quickly so you really have to slow down and take your time as if you have nothing else in the world to do <laughs> I'm sold. (laughs) Tell me about uh, the stage of rehearsals. What stage are you at, Mags? Do you know, it's a funny piece, Edward, because it's in blocks. So Act 1, Act 2, Act 3 are very much sort of small pieces. And it's a large cast. It's hard to get everybody together. But no, we're getting there. It's really, really getting there. We're really pulling it together. Um, you'd love to have more time, obviously, but always, as you always do. But yeah, we have done all acts at this stage and we are getting there. And the costumes are almost ready. So it'll be it'll be a fabulous show, actually. It certainly will. Well, we have tickets to give away. We have a pair of tickets to give away to the opening night of uh, Barnstorm Theatre Company's production of The Importance of being earnest at the Watergate Theatre. This is for February the 28th. It's a Wednesday evening at 8pm. And to be in with a chance to win those tickets, just text us in the answer to the following question. Who wrote the classic The Importance of Being Earnest? And text us to 083306 It's contact line um, and we'll put you into the drawdrum and we'll announce the winners of that. And you can wear a full frock and a waist trainer to the production if oh, you so desire. absolutely. I'd say go all out. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Indeed. Why not? Um, who's in it, uh, Mags? Let me think now. Who's in? Do you know John, John Prendergast? Yes, from I Goran, do. Sean Hackett, Jim Carl. Uh, there's a new... I can see them all as being kind of oh, proper. Very trim and very proper. And they're, they're having great fun playing the roles, like the two boys, John and, and Sean. And who else is in it? God, I better not forget. Cecily. Cecily is Rebecca. Whose surname? I'm sorry now that yes, I don't yeah, remember. Right. She's a new member that has come up to us from Wexford, and Sarah is Gwendolyn. Sarah, who's also whose surname? I can't yeah, remember. That's Isn't that that's oh, my God. Listen, you're Lady Bracknell. You can't be dealing with the riffraff of the play. That's indeed it. <laughs> um, how about yourself then, Mags? How have you kind of found the role in terms of uh, other roles that you've taken on in terms of preparedness? Because she's a she's a bit of a weapon in herself, isn't she? She is, <laughs> and you see, to, and to do it on the down low, as they say, you know, to keep, to keep it that you're not obviously that that's what it is like she's very sarcastic and a real dowager mm. but you have to keep it kind of simmer you know that you can't be obvious about it so i found like I, what i found i had to do was to actually really really read the play a hundred times before i started learning the lines and even i have trying to learn them before um, rehearsals which I wouldn't normally do because okay. it, it, you know, normally you'd wait to sort of find workshop your it, the, yeah. yeah workshop it a bit but I had to because of the language I think and you see the more you read it and the more you hear it in your ear you then realise oh yeah that's what she meant there but it's then to deliver it in a subtle way is, as not to make it too obvious that's, I think that's the key because everything is subtle subtlety is key now come here to tell you that's uh, perfect and booking is open and people can contact the Watergate Theatre 0567761666 
0876-1074 is the Watergate Theatre's number or uh, check it out on watergatetheatre.com for the bookings uh, And it's not well. just for the schools, it's for everybody. Oh, come here till I tell you, it's for everybody. everybody where yeah. would we get the opportunity? You wouldn't get it every day to have this on your doorstep. No, absolutely not. So That's seize it. the day. Exactly. Carpe diem. Carpe diem for sure. Now, of course, we all know it's very busy in uh, Barnstorm Theatre and the kind of the... Um, the branch of that, of course, is Barn Owl Players. And Barn Owl Players are also preparing a series of workshops to kind of develop and hone the dramatic abilities and capabilities of those from the region. That's right, right. We were asked, like a couple of people had said that they would like to have workshops. So we decided we would run a sort of a term of them. So it's one a month on a Saturday and it's from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. and it's given by trained practitioners of theatre from around the country. So we're starting with one on the 10th with David Scott, um, acting and acting technique. And then we're running the 9th of of March, 6th of April, 11th of May and the 15th of June, all with different facilitators. Which is fabulous. And all of these workshops, you know, it gives people a chance to kind of look at their own abilities and kind of maybe step out of those and explore different things that they can then bring to different uh, productions. So it's really wonderful opportunity to develop. I think it is. I think they're fantastic and that it helps you as well. Like I said, we're doing one on script and how to, to engage with the script and all of that. It helps you to see how you can better perform and actually hone your skill as an actor. So I think, yeah, I've, I've done obviously some good few, but uh, yeah, and I'll be doing all of these again, you know, because I feel all of the time, even you need to refresh yourself sometimes because you get lazy and you kind of get relaxed sometimes mm-hmm. when you're doing stuff too do. often, you know, like everything in life. Listen, and the smallest of things, I know myself from doing them, the smallest of things just kind of become a eureka moment on the day, don't Absolutely. they? And change how you approach totally. the process. That's it, exactly. So and these people help you to see that and to work on how to, to access that when you're doing something. So oh. that's why I would recommend them. <laughs> how fabulous, how fabulous. Uh, life is good with you other than that? Oh, sure, it's great. I'm a dosser, it's happy yeah. I'm having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> and looking great. Oh, thanks, Looking Edward. great on it. Uh, busy rehearsal period, no doubt, now between now. And, oh, sorry, how do we get in contact for the, how do we book in for the workshop? That's on barnowlers at gmail.com or through philip at barnstorm.ie. And there's also a link online for Eventbrite to book it if you need to book it. Okay, so it's very, it's very handy. And again, of course, it's wonderful. We we should say just to have the opportunity to spend it not only with fantastic tutors but with other practitioners as well absolutely from which learning can 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 certainly come yeah it's great networking opportunity as yeah. well with other actors in the area could get an old part you'd never know you'd never know you could end up in, in, in <laughs> I don't next, know in Hollywood in, with Killian yeah absolutely <laughs> there you have it there you have it or break into the biggest romance in Hollywood uh, yeah, well, which all one of us strangers uh, oh I haven't seen that yet <laughs> I haven't either now but I'm looking at all of the associates PR around it yeah. and it is literally oh, the biggest yeah. bromance since Ashling and I. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll have to go and see it. <laughs> there you have it. Magsus, I'm so looking forward to seeing this. It's going to be fantastic. The importance of being earnest at the Watergate Theatre Wednesday the 28th of February to Saturday the 2nd of March. Tickets are available but flying out the door no doubt watergatetheatre.com that's it. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks a million, Edward, as always. You're fantastic. <laughs> You're a powerhouse of fantasticity. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're going to take a little uh, break. A rash erish ikian kuplin yomed fanansha. The Saturday Show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit lyrath.com.
Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Now, good morning. You're very welcome back. Uh, the lovely Mags is leaving us here in the studio. Now, um, let's head over to the telephone line. Um, and it, it's interesting that we're heading over to the telephone line, but we'll come to that in just a few moments because I'm delighted to be joined by Carl Joggan, who is the manager of the um, newly renovated St. Vincent de Paul shop over in Butts Green. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. How are you? I'm very good. And thanks so much for taking the time to take our call because uh, you're reopening uh, today after months of renovations. We are indeed. Yeah, we finally got here. Um, I suppose, as the saying goes, Rome wasn't built in one day. So sure. um, we, 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 you know, we wanted to give the best back to our community here in Kilkenny and for people of Kilkenny and all around. So, um, yeah, we're finally open. Um, we're actually open as we speak. Um, today um, and it, it's been a great response so far. Tell me at what stage did you have to come from Carol in terms of because we were all familiar with the with the shop there in Butts Green it was such an iconic location was it completely empty of all kind of stock and what was the kind of the nature of the renovations and how did you build oh. up that stock again? Oh yeah, of course. So I suppose we were par- we were temporarily trading over on Castlecomer Road, uh, beside beside Jones's Isle. So this place was completely gutted, and um, part of the old building still remains. And we took in what was known as um, part of Delucre's house and the garden. So the major part of the front of the building was actually waste ground, and um, that is now what we call the ladies and furniture section. Okay. So that's that's a huge big um, area for us and. The men's books and kids um, remains in the old part of the building, which um, was renovated and made safe. So really, we've incorporated new with old, and you will see that in the shop as well. Um, we, 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 we've incorporated new and old, and, and you know, people are well-receiving it there today. They're delighted with it, delighted for the area and delighted for Kilkenny. Of course, and like, I mean, whilst all are welcome, you've got such a big catchment area up around that location, isn't there? There's a lot of residential um, developments up around there as well. Oh, absolutely. And yesterday we had a little preview for our locals, for, you know, the people that live in the locality that maybe had suffered a little inconvenience during the build with builders and trucks and things like that. So we, we had a small little closed house for residents of the area. And um, it was lovely. It was lovely, you know, to, to, to acknowledge that um, they were the kind of the people that keep the shop going when quite times come. So we're, we're grateful to everybody, but we're incre- incredibly grateful to our neighbours. How fantastic, how fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. tell me um, then, what kind of things are on the, are on the shelves this morning now? Have you got a, a wealth oh, wow. of, of, of good gear now ready or is it uh, oh. autumn, winter, spring, summer? Is it yeah. frocks? Is it uh, suits? What have you got? <laughs> we have a mix. We have a, an absolute amazing mix. We have from designers like Orla Kylie, Miu Miu, uh, Michael Kors. We've like we've really top range stuff to to the value items as well. So our, our value starts, our prices start from fifty up to maybe seventy to hundred, depending on what the item is. Um, I suppose we've Miu Miu shoes down there um, in a box. So we have an eighty euro price tag on those. So they they came in with a sale price on of them of three hundred and twenty five. So, you know, we yeah, yeah. Some lucky ladies want to pick up a bargain pair of shoes. And, um, yeah, we 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 have prices for every budget, you know, and not excluding anybody from the community or anybody from shopping. So we've got value for everybody. 
How fantastic. And in terms yeah. then of taking in uh, stock, Carol, I mean, again, you often see um, uh, shops with signs, you know, don't leave stuff at the door or whatever. What's the process around that? And hopefully people are respectful of what they're leaving into you and they're not leaving in rubbish that they should be thrown into the bin to you. Yeah, well, what we say is if you wouldn't buy it yourself, please don't bring it along to us because it becomes a bill to our charity then and, and you know, it becomes a cost to us. So we, we would act ask people really um, not to leave items outside our door. One of the reasons is because sometimes it doesn't go to the charity. It's taken overnight or it's taken early in the morning. Um, we have a fantastic camera system in place here now. So we will, I suppose, we will see um, if there's any people uh, dumping out of ours. So please come along. We're here from nine o'clock until half five every day. Um, please come along within our business hours. We're open Monday to Saturday. Um, so I think, you know, one day out of the week is not bad. If they can hold on to it and bring it to us every other day, we'd be delighted. How lovely. And you have a full uh, team there. Have you, Carol, of of, uh, staff and volunteers? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, We have, we've retained most of our volunteers. Um, You know, with COVID, it it took a lot away from us, but we've, we've, gratefully um, kept um, most of our volunteers who are amazing because um, the shop was a beast to get ready um, and everybody pulled up their sleeves and helped out and without the volunteers and my scheme workers and everybody um, conference members we wouldn't have got it open today so a big shout out and a big thank you to them because without them we wouldn't be the shop we are. Oh, fantastic. Well, listen, we're actually yeah. delighted to hear the news, um, Carol. And uh, yeah. remind us again of your opening hours. Yep. So we're open from 9.30 until 4.30 uh, for the shop. So, And we're here from 9 until 5 for donations. Oh, fantastic. That's oh, it's the long day every day. Yeah, it is. But look, we feel that it's, you know, we, 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 we can accommodate people throughout. And we're also keeping Castle Coma Road open. Oh, lovely. Uh, so so that's going to stay open on a Monday to Friday basis for the moment. There might be a little change of hours, but generally the same kind of hours. But we're going to stay open. We find that a lot of people like to walk to us over that side of town. So for the moment, we're going to stay open over there and, and hopefully we'll be able to continue that into the long future. How fantastic. And again, of course, uh, by people supporting the shop, they're supporting all of the good uh, yeah. benevolent work Absolutely. of the Vincent de Paul as well. Oh, we have fantastic people in Kilkenny. Their generosity knows no bounds. We're, we're, we're just in awe sometimes of the donations that they, they bring us along. And we're very, very grateful that uh, over the years and going into the future, we thank them most sincerely for, for all their donations throughout the years. There you have it. Well, cohort to yeah. more, Carol, and uh, enjoy yeah. uh, the next few days as people re-pop in to see you and establish okay. their, their, their custom with you. But for now, thank you and good morning. Right. Thank you and good morning too and thank you. Bye-bye. That's Carol Jogan, their manager of St. Vincent de Paul as well. Uh, Another text has come in to us with regard to Vincent de Paul. It says, Edward, could you please ask St. Vincent's charity shop on Tullow Street in Carlow, could they charge a bit less for items? Five euro for second-hand stuff is too much for someone on a low income. At the Great Colin charity shop, which closed due to high rates, used to only charge two to three euro. Curtains were five to ten euro, but Vincent's is... Uh, 20 for curtains. Too much for second hand. Thanks and enjoy your show, um, says our texter as well. And um, 
we appreciate that text as well. And um, I, I, I think, as Carl was saying, there's a mixture of stuff, hopefully priced as competitively as possible. But the other message is, and just to reiterate it, you know, I mean, and, and Carl probably said it much more eloquently than I have to, but don't be leaving in rubbish into them. Uh, don't be leaving in rubbish to them as well uh, is the message. So leave in, you know, stuff that's that's suitable and that's good. A uh, couple of texts coming into us here as well. Hi, Edward. Would you wish? Um, would you wish? Um, my friend, a very happy sixty-fifth birthday today. Um, from a friend. Uh, the name is Martin Shaspey in St. Joseph's Road, and that's with thanks. So the texture doesn't say who it's from, but we're very happy to um we're very happy to to go with that as well keep the text coming into us there with regard to our uh competition because we have a pair of tickets to give away for the opening night of the Barnstorm Theatre's production of the importance of being earnest at the Watergate Theatre on the 28th of February so to be in with the chance to win those tickets you can just answer the following question who wrote the classic, The Importance of Being Earnest. And text that in, followed by your name and where you are in the world to our dinnersready.ie contact line, which is 083-306-9696. It is indeed our dinnersready.ie contact line as well. Um, Bridget was on. Bridget Williams from... Um, Mullen of Vegas down there in the deep south wishing happy birthday to Shirley and that's our resident gardening expert who joined us a little bit earlier on and uh, thank you Bridget for the good wishes she also sends uh, in some good wishes for me as well which is lovely now another texture good morning Edward I wonder could you mention at some point that there will be a reading of the Countess by Gillian Grattan at Barnstorm Theatre tomorrow evening at 6pm um, the play is about Lady Desert and her many achievements during her time in Kilkenny and it's going to be part of the St Bridget's Festival the play will be read by Delia Lowry and by Ger Cody tickets are 10 euro from the festival website or on the door tomorrow evening and of course we all know that Barnstorm is located at the Home Rule Club on John's Quay and uh, thank you Texter for that as well and of course Gillian Grattan is such uh, a fantastic um, talent and a powerhouse of talent to have here in the county of Kilkenny so um, good wishes to Gillian um, who, who does a lot of work around theatre and around drama and of course is uh, heavily involved with lots of the drama offerings here on KCLR as well so thank you uh, Texter for that that's the Countess check out that as part of the St Bridget's Festival it's at 6pm now we're going to take a little bit of a break after which we're going to chat with Linda Duffy who is a rapid transformational therapist and mindset coach and we look forward to chatting with her and lots more coming up in the uh, next hour of the show where uh, we have Emer Byrne who is uh, telling us about her self-compassion challenge for February we're going to be joined by Nathan Carter and we're also going to be joined by Michelle Dermody from Presentation de La Salle. So lots more still to come, so stay with us. Did you hear KCLR Breakfast? I couldn't sleep last night. I was wondering about the confusion hmm. that would happen if Slash has to give out his website address. <laughs> slash, forward slash, slash, backslash. The other thing I wondered about, bought 250 million year old Himalayan salt. Wow. 
Apparently it expires this month. <laughs> KCLR Breakfast, with thanks to the Hoban Brasserie at Kilkenny Ormond Hotel, a glamorous backdrop to simply great food. See KilkennyOrmond.com. That new TV drama, those days off from work, all good things must end. So at Electro City, we're packing even more in with further reductions for the last days of our January sale. Extra discounts on kitchen appliances, computers, the latest tech, and lots, lots more. Get an extra 10% off all LG TVs. That's an extra 10% off the already discounted sale price. Don't miss your last chance to save. The Electro City January sale must end bank holiday Monday. Electro City, Kilkenny, Carlo, and our stunning flagship store, Electro City Waterford or online electrocity.ie Paul's half price sale now on 50 to 70% off throughout the store Paul's Kilkenny half price sale now on Carlo Kilkenny KCLR now to Falch Arash in July 2023 the Health Research Board reported that the number of children and adolescent admissions for eating disorders had more than doubled in the last five years. So uh, eating disorders are very much endemic in Irish society at the moment. Helping us to chat through this and how uh, people can seek um, help, we're joined by Rapid Transformational Therapist and Mindset Coach Linda Duffy. Linda, good morning to you. Good morning, Edward. Thanks so much for taking our call. Um, we appreciate it. Talk to me and to the listeners, Linda, if you can, about, you know, understanding eating disorders. And maybe actually prior to that, you might actually talk to us about the different types of eating disorders because they present and manifest in a number of different uh, iterations. Isn't that correct? Yeah, correct. So an eating disorder is it's effectively a mental health condition where somebody will use the control of food to cope with their feelings or cope with situations that are happening in their life or that has happened in their life. So even, for example, myself, I uh, used to have an eating disorder and mine was binge eating and restricting. But the most probably most common known would be uh, bulimia, anorexia. But there's also binging, which is heavily on increase at the moment. And there is um, chew and spit, where people chew food, but they spit it out, they don't ingest it. So they would be the most common ones that people know. But effectively, whilst they might be different in terms of what we use them for in terms of whether we're ingesting or eating too much or we're restricting our food or um, where we might be chewing and spitting, what the common denominator is, is that we are using the eating disorder as a coping mechanism. Mm. Same as any other addiction. We, We go to food or the lack of food as a way of control or a way to give ourselves some kind of relief or control. For sure. Uh, am I right in saying, and, and, and previous research on this topic has led me to believe that there's not a huge amount of, um, uh, I suppose, I'm not sure what the correct word is, but like intervention treatment programmes or, you know, uh, reparation programmes around this. So it's quite a small space in terms of rehab and treatment. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I think so. I think particularly in Ireland, um, I think we're what I've noticed since like, I only moved back to Ireland last year because I was living away. But what I've noticed from the clients that I've helped overcome eating disorders is that there's a lack of resources that they might be on waiting lists. So it might be six months before they get into an actual clinic. Um, and sometimes there might be folks and depending on the therapist that they're working with, maybe they've gone to the wrong type of therapy 
where they'll be treated for things like educating them on nutrition or diet or exercise and things like that. When an actual vaccine eating disorder, you know, we're not we're, we're not stupid. You know, we understand what good food is and nutritious food. It's not about diet. It's not about exercise. It's about none of things. It's about understanding what that the root cause of the eating disorder. What is it providing for you? What is the role of it in your life? And for most people, that will be there. We have the eating disorder to give us some kind of safety, some kind of protection, some kind of um, relief. So it's understanding what's at the root cause. Where did you, where did you, in your, and most of it comes from childhood. It's like what's happened to you or what was said to you that you formed a belief. And typically it goes back to somebody maybe not feeling good enough or not feeling lovable or not feeling worthy. And then that stays with them and that develops then into a, an eating disorder for that particular person. And but it's it not... equally could, could go into another kind of could be alcoholism or high anxiety or something mm. else. It's, it's not always, you know, the eating disorder. For sure. And it's non-discriminatory, isn't it, in terms of it, it, it captures all people and uh, of all ages. And I think it's, this is bore yeah. out in the, the, the client base that you've developed since you started um, in this business. Yeah, correct. And, and it would be obviously there would be a higher volume of females that would have eating disorders. But in terms of there is actually actually since COVID, there's a higher increase of um, um, admissions for eating disorders. I think it was some, some over somewhere between 30 and 40 percent, but 13 percent of those were actually male. So, you know, we tend to believe that it will be most likely females, but in actual fact, it's, there's a lot of males that have it as well. But, you know, they might be better at maybe hiding it because you just assume it'll always be, you know, the females because there's so mm. much um, pressure from social media or magazines or whatever to be the perfect size or look the perfect way, you know. And is that, uh, that was one of the things I was wondering about in advance of chatting with you this morning, Linda. You know, because you opened up by telling us, you know, that it was obviously like a, a, a mental disorder um, in, in terms of people's approach. But I'm wondering what the relationship or the correlation or the connection between body image and, you know, the mindset of what we understand as the kind of the perfect body shape. Uh, what's the correlation between that? Is it all born or bound uh, by that or is it sometimes unrelated to body image and, and maybe more internal than the optics? Yeah, so so I think I think the misconception a lot of people have is that somebody that has an eating disorder that it's only related to a food issue and it's only related to our body image. Mm. When in actual fact that's only part of it. You know, an eating disorder is it's high anxiety. It's it's it is a mental disorder. It is somebody who's constantly comparing themselves to other. It is somebody who has, you know, low self esteem. It is somebody who has really like negative beliefs about themselves and has very strong, you know, inner negative chatter. So most people, you know, the misconception is that it's somebody who's just obsessed with what they eat and how they Sorry, Linda, are you still with us there? Um I don't know, we might just try and reestablish that connection with uh Linda there. We are joined on the telephone line by Linda Duffy, who is um a rapid transformational therapist and mindset coach. Uh, Linda, apologies. I think we, we lost you there for a moment. Now, I think we, we might just try one more time, Ashling, if that's um, all right. Just whilst we were trying to re-establish that connection, um, text our, our competition line 0833069696 with regard to the importance of being earnest. Now, um, Take three on Linda. Linda, are you back with us? 
I'm back. Sorry, Apologi- I didn't there. Apologies about that. Uh, you were telling us about the whole correlation around uh, body image and, you know, that being double part of it. Yeah, and it's only, it's only a small part of it. But of course, you know, we live in a world where, you know, we are more likely to focus on social acceptance as opposed to self-acceptance. So we look at, you know, people on social media and not necessarily what it's to do with their body image, but it's their whole lifestyle. You know, are they earning more than me? Do they have a nicer house? Do they have a bigger car? Do they have, you know, a partner? Do they have the kids? Do they have this and that? And that all feeds back into if somebody does have the low self-esteem of the I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, that just feeds into it. Of course, and of course, feeding and fueling it uh, indeed. How do uh, you work with um, clients then in terms of rapid transformational therapy and mindset coaching? So what... Uh, what yeah. angle do you approach it from, Linda? Yeah, so so rapid transformational therapy or RTT is it's known for short, and and that's how actually I I came across it where I was going through my own journey with an eating disorder, and it was that that helped me overcome my twenty four year um, struggle with food. But it's a yeah. combination; it's a hybrid therapy of CBT, which is your typical talk therapy, NLP, which is um, neurologistic program, which is all about reframing your thoughts. And hypnotherapy but effectively what RTT is it allows you to communicate with your subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is where it holds all your your issues your beliefs your blocks and if you can access the root cause of why you develop this eating disorder that lead to an understanding of why and when it started okay because nobody's born with an eating disorder nobody's born with addictions it's something that we develop and was something okay. like that, um, Linda, like, do, is, how deep do you need to go to get that answer? Or like, are people, you know, very sure of what that answer would be? Or how is that answer uncovered? Yeah, so, so look, some people know where it comes from, but they just don't know how to overcome it. Some people might have some idea where it comes from, which would have been my case, I would have thought I knew mm. partly where it came from, but it was actually, there was much deeper than that. I just never would have thought it was <clears throat> played such a big part in how I felt about myself in terms of the inner kind of negative chatter. So the, the, where, where RTT kind of really excels is through the hypnotherapy, which is very much just getting you into a relaxed state. You know, I'm not, I'm not a key berry. I'm not going to turn it into, into a lamppost or anything like that. Yeah. It's very much getting you into, <laughs> into a relaxed state. So, because when you're more relaxed, you're more aware. Okay. You can really kind of quieten the mind and understand like, where did those feelings come from? If it is, a, I'm not good enough, or if it is, and I'm not lovable, or if it is, and I'm not worthy, what happened or what was said to you that you initially thought that? Because that's the most important thing. It's and sometimes it might become from a dysfunctional family. It might become from maybe you had um, grew up in a one-parent family. Maybe you grew up in a home where you had both parents, but maybe it wasn't a very loving relationship. Or maybe you had parents who were, you know, um, you know, very critical in terms of like you have to be performing, you have to be the best in school, you have to be the best in sport. It might be maybe bullying, or it might be maybe that you had um, maybe when you're in school you constantly were comparing yourself to other people so it really can come from anywhere and it's not always like I think a lot of people maybe the misconception is that you have to go through maybe abuse in terms of sexual abuse or physical abuse or emotional abuse and that's the only thing that that could develop you know those feelings towards yourself when in actual fact it can be something really really simple but if you've experienced that at a really young age 
because when you're younger, you don't have the logic to know, well, that's not true. You just know, I feel good, bad, I feel loved, not loved, or I feel safe, or I don't feel safe. And that's where it comes from. It triggers differently. Linda, tell us how people can get in contact with you if they uh, so desire. Yeah, so so I... Um, on social media my handle is therapy with linda l-y-n-d-a or you can go to my website lindaduffy.ie it's a fascinating topic linda and thanks so much for sharing um the details You're of so that welcome. this morning rtt it's it's really interesting and it's 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 multi-layered for sure but thank yeah, you for helping us uncover some of it this morning thank you so much and, and i suppose one lasting thing that i would say to anybody that's listening that maybe is struggling with any kind of mental health is like there's absolutely no shame in seeking help, not one bit. So don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. Absolutely. A very sanguine message there. Thank you, Linda, and good morning. Uh, let's take a break and go over a little bit late to David Abbott. The Saturday Show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit lyrath.com. No, good morning. Thanks so much to David. Uh, Arash Arish, Araman Leh. Now, text in here. Short film fundraiser for Gaza. There's a movie night at the concert hall in Thomastown Community Centre next Saturday, the 10th of February at 7pm. It's the Marsha Street venue. And it's a two part evening. So there is part one is films made by Kilkenny children. And part two is films made by Kilkenny locals. So check that out. Um, it's a short film fundraiser uh, for Gaza and that takes place next. Um, yeah, next Saturday night. So uh, that's great as well. Uh, keep the text coming in 083 9696 uh, it's our dinnersready.ie contact line um, as well. Now, uh, I must tell you, before we move on to our next item, I had the most magical evening last evening. Most unexpectedly magical and something that you'd never see because um, myself and my mother headed up to Coon, up in nor- the north of the county. You may remember last week we were joined by the Kilquan players uh, telling us all about their production of Separate Beds. Well, it opened last night by Sam Cree in Coon Hall and it's on uh, tonight and tomorrow night and it's on next um, Friday and Saturday as well I have to check that I think it's next Friday and Saturday as well it was absolutely fantastic the hall in Coon was mobbed to capacity Uh, I was very lucky I have to say I got a lovely um seat up near the front because the last time I went up it was so full I didn't get in so um, they kept me a seat last night which was lovely and up I went to see the production it was mobbed when we went in there was two men playing traditional Irish music Um, we were joined Anna Mae McHugh and uh, her sister and sister-in-laws were there uh, last night Bishop Dennis Nulty was also there and Bishop Dennis Nulty the evening began with a very special blessing for Bishop Dennis Nulty which was absolutely lovely um, to uh, be there for as well and particularly uh, at St Bridget's weekend uh, the play directed by Benny Mills went on after that and it was fantastic I have to say the cast bar none were superb they put on a super show last night with Sam Cree's, um separate beds 
have to give a special shout out. Uh, I have to, I'd be shot. Um, I'd shoot uh, if I didn't. Um, Anne Tunstead was absolutely superb playing the role of Ivy. Now, they were all superb. Tom uh, Murphy, who joined us last week, and Martin, I can't remember his second name, but he played the part of Mr. Marshall. They were all fantastic, and I mean fantastic. Maria Purcell was the farmer, and uh, maid next door, she was super as well. They were all uh, super. But Anne Tunstead now was absolutely amazing playing the part of Ivy, the housekeeper, who liked to drop. And let's just say every time you looked at her, she was imbibing for sport. But she put on a great performance last night and everything and anything happened. And if all of that wasn't enough, we had music at half time. We had the raffle with uh, about a million fantastic raffle prizes. Uh, we had Auron Naveen at the end and if that wasn't enough we had tea and scones after all of that served in the hall uh, by the ladies with the trolley they told me they were the ladies of the long ward because they came up to where I was with Anna May and the whole lot they brought the trolley up and they brought the tea so she said she was the ladies of the long ward so good morning and good wishes to all of the Kilquan players and cast and crew directed by Many Mills this morning it's a super show and if you can at all check it out but go early is the message to you I had a most unexpected night. I wasn't home until about half past 12. I didn't leave the hall in Coontle. I think it was about quarter to 12 uh, last night. It was absolutely super. And um, do check it out if you can at all. If you're looking for a real good laugh and a nice night of community theatre, it's certainly the place to go for sure. Now, um, that leads me in very uh, nicely to uh, my next guest, a lovely segue into Emer Byrne, who's telling us all about a self-compassion challenge for February and also inviting us to look around for moments of joy. Well, I have to say, if I was to put it last night, my moment of joy was to be there at the uh, production of Separate Beds. But Emer tells us if we're attentive and we're mindful, we'd be able to seek out and find and see and maybe experience a moment of joy in each day. Emer, good morning to you. Morning, how are you doing? I'm very good. What a lovely invitation you're giving us all on this um, Saturday morning to seek out these moments of joy within our life. Yes, yeah. So I, um, I, I, I'm mindfulness, I suppose, is something that has brought a lot of joy to my life. Um, I've had a fertility struggle for a long period of time. And uh, I suppose I realised that I needed to look after my mental health on that journey and found mindfulness and self-compassion and all that good stuff, which allows me to be the person I am today. Um, and I suppose because of the joy that I get um, through, you know, being, paying mindful attention in life to the best that I can. Obviously, of course, we all have sad moments at times, but to the best that you can be, you know, to be your best self and to bring your best self every day. And I suppose because February is the month of love, you know, and all that good stuff, um, I decided to launch a self-compassion challenge for February. Um, I suppose to encourage others to look within and, you know, what nice things could they do for themselves um, during the month of February. Give us some ideas, Emer, of uh, of how we can be uh, self-compassion. I love the word compassion, I have to say. I think it's a fantastic word and I think it's a fantastic thing to be. And sometimes... Um, I think we can be compassionate with and towards everybody else. But sometimes I think mm. we don't show any compassion to ourselves. 
Absolutely, yeah. I often say we give a lot of love to our partner, our family, our friends, but we don't often maybe give it to ourselves. And, and that would have been something that I would have struggled with myself, you know, mm. being very harsh and um, with myself when things weren't working out as I had hoped they would. Mm. So anyway, back to some ideas. So this morning I went for a blow dry. So that was lovely to start the day. Um, you so know, you're looking beautiful for the day, Emer, now. <laughs> I hope you got plenty of lacquer. If you put plenty of lacquer in, you'll get the day out of it. Yeah, I'll get a couple of days out of it, I hope. But um, I'm godmother later for my sister, who actually used to part one of my sister's little baby. She actually used to work for KCLR. Um, How lovely. Back in the day. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, blow dry, um, you know, uh, met- nice meditation. I use an app called Inside Timer for meditations, and there's some beautiful ones on there, which are totally free. Um, What's the name of it again? It's called Inside Timer, it's called. And um, it's an app that exists on, you know, if you go into your app store on your... Insight or Inside? Insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T. Oh, lovely. Insight Timer, yeah. Yeah. Write that down. Um, So so meditations, I would start every morning with a meditation. That's something I do anyway, because to stay mentally well. Um, You know, a bath, I went for a bath this morning before I went for my blow-dry simple stuff you know it's sitting down and making time for you I would do a lot of journaling as well um, and I'm actually doing a journaling and self-compassion zoom for anyone that would like to join um, in the middle of the month on the 15th of February you'll see that if you find me on social media you can find me on Eames underscore journey or underscore moments of sparkle on Instagram and Facebook Oh lovely and uh, you know all of these things I suppose, have the capacity to bring us joy. But there's joy all around us if we seek it out. You know, engagement with people. I actually think I get my most joy out of engagement with engagements with other people. Yes, absolutely. And I'm really looking forward to today spending time with family and with nephews and nieces and Mm. the joy. The simple stuff, you know, it's not... Self-compassion is not difficult. It's not about going out and spending a fortune you know, with retail therapy, yes, that's that's lovely. But, you know, it's as you say, connecting with others, whether it's, you know, calling a friend that you haven't called for a while or spending time with an aunt or an uncle who might be elderly or, you know, somebody who, who lives alone and, and the joy, actually giving joy in terms of your time um, or I suppose connecting with others through your time is something that can fill your heart. You know, I call it like giving yourself an internal hug, you know, um, when, when you do those things, connecting with others. And it sounds like you did an amazing night at that theatre last night. Listen, it um, was actually yeah. transformative. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the joy, you know, um, in terms of just witnessing others' joy, you know. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like there was a bit of laughter and a bit of connection with, with local people, which is fabulous. So, yeah, I'm there very involved here in the community was. as well. And that's brought a lot to my life too, yeah. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it's really great. And, you know, um, Moments of Sparkle is your uh, is your business name. And I think when I was reading about this in the last couple of days in advance of chatting with you, you know, I thought, what a name. Again, as I said to you, I love words. But, you know, Sparkle is there, isn't it, Emer? Absolutely, absolutely, if you choose to seek it out. And, and that would be, I suppose, what I've learned through Mindful Awareness. I suppose we, we got married, what, 13 years ago now. Um, we tried to have a family and weren't, unfortunately, after mm. a lot of IVF, we decided to, to pull the plug, right? Um, and I realise now, I suppose, and through that journey that, you know, life, you don't always get the deck of cards you want in life. And, you know, you have to deal with the deck you have. Um, and I've certainly learned that. And it's the... 
the simple stuff, you know, as you say, the connections with others, uh, doing nice things for yourself and being kind to yourself. You know, you can be your worst critic or you can be your best friend. And the choice I've learned is everybody's, you know, to make that choice. Um, and um, journaling and mindfulness and meditation have brought a huge part of my life. I'm an accountant in my day job, um, but in my spare time... There's, um, no, there's no moments of sparkle in that. <laughs> there's lots of moments of sparkle in that too. That's good. There can be. You know, if, uh, there's moments of sparkle everywhere. Everywhere. I take it back. I tongue and cheek. To them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, um, Emer, you, you you mentioned there about your 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 difficult time uh, and I suppose your your journey with infertility with a number of failed mm. IVF uh, cycles. You've you've now, as you said, you've using your own words, you've pulled the plug on that um, mm. for one reason or another. How do you feel with with that decision or? Do you do you now a number of years on from from that journey? Do you feel, um, I suppose, content with with the situation? Um, mm-hmm. Have you reconciled yourself to it because it's a different way of life? I suppose that morning of 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 possibility has that mm-hmm. passed or is that still with you? Or how do you bring that? Uh, into your relationships I'm, I suppose I'm particularly conscious of it if I was to be very honest with you going off now to be godmother today how does all of that feel uh, to you? Yeah no I suppose I'm very lucky I have a very loving man in my life who's been very supportive throughout our journey and is very supportive of me supporting others in a space mm. Um, obviously, of course, we'd love to have had our own little family and unfortunately it didn't work out for us. But we have a lot of other joy, you know, and we can go off on a holiday and not worry about well, who's minding the kids, you know, or we can stop on the way home in the local and have a view and mm. get home safely. And, you know, there's a lot. People kind of say, oh, God, like, but would you not keep going or would you not try adoption? Would you not try surrogacy? We're very content to what we have in life, um, you know, and I've realised that life still has a lot to give. Um, I suppose because of my pain, I've now converted it to helping others through Moments of Sparkle. Um, I'm currently, I did a diploma in mindfulness and positive psychology during the pandemic, and I'm now doing a degree, a four-year degree in counselling and psychotherapy. So my aim is to give up the accounting someday and help others full time. And I suppose I feel I've been given this path for a reason, you know, um, and my I feel I can help others a lot in terms of my own journey, having been through depression twice and learning to deal with that. And I suppose, how do I feel today heading after the christening? Because my sister's probably listening. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and not just because she's listening. My family has been amazing support for me throughout my journey. I've been very open and honest with all of them from the outset in terms of every time we did an IVF and, you know, every time we had a transfer and every time it failed, they were there for me. Um, I have amazing nephews and nieces in my life and I'm privileged to be a big part of their lives. Um, and that for me is enough, you know. Um, and in, in learning and, I suppose, supporting others, I suppose that gives me joy back because my experience and what I've been through can help so many others. And I do that every day on my social media channels. Um, and in supporting others, um, you know, I've been supporting clients one-on-one on Zoom and I will support many more when I qualify as a counsellor and psychotherapist. Yeah. How gorgeous. How gorgeous. That's absolutely fantastic. It's 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 great. It's great to hear that. It's, it's I suppose, turning something on its head, um, mm-hmm. turning something on its head fully. And maybe, you know, uh, 
the purpose of our conversation this morning, Emma, is to remind people that, you know, in, in, in less dramatic ways than that, in very small ways, we all can have that opportunity to to turn things on their head every day, whether it's the washing up liquid spilling on the ground or the, the glass of rice, you know, falling on the ground. That happened to me recently, a, a glass of uh, a glass jar of rice. And I think I'd be picking rice out of the floor for the next three months. But, you know, it's it's to seek out joy and positivity uh, in, in things, even when things yeah, go wrong, because things do go wrong. You know, lots of yeah. life deals, lots of traumas, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about just taking, you know, a breath, you know, your breath is always with you. And I use the breath often as an anchor to bring me back to the present. You know, it's just listening when something like that, like happens, so we'll say the rice falling off out of the jar, mm. whatever it is. You know, nobody's dead. Like, you know, the jar can be fixed or maybe not, it needs to go in the bin, but the rice can be picked up eventually. Mm. But you know what I mean? It's It's about kind of going, you know what? There are bigger things in life. I mean, all those, all, you know, all that atrocities that's happening in Gaza sure. and how lucky are we to be having sure. this conversation today and be safe and well, you know. And it's reflecting on nobody has everything. You know, I looked down at my, a friend of mine who lived down the road from me and she had a boy and a girl and I thought she was very happy and it turned out she was deeply unhappy in her marriage. You know, like life gives us stuff that we obviously don't want, but it gives us loads of other amazing stuff. And it's it's appreciating life for what you have rather than what you haven't and cherishing what you have. That's what it's about. A text has come in here. Now, we'd need about three hours, I'd say, to deal with it, but I, I think it's worthy of note as well. And our texter says, Hi, I agree with the deck of cards given, but when someone plays them and causes mayhem, how do you deal with that? And again, I suppose that's that whole uh, interconnectivity between people and relation, people Ooh. relationships, and life gets com. I mean, I think I, I really believe that people complicate um, each other's lives. Do you know? And that's sometimes uh, the situation as well. Mm, yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, I'm not sure what to say to that caller, other than you can only control what's within your sphere of influence. You know, what's within your sphere of control. Um, and just supporting yourself and, and talking it out with, with someone who can support you, I suppose, in figuring out how you deal with it is probably the best advice yeah. I can give. Indeed. Well, I think the other best advice that you've given us is to kind of to maybe look uh, very closely at this self-compassion challenge for February mm. and kind of to do seek them out. And I suppose perhaps maybe to either journal them or note them as well would be kind of good physical evidence uh, to serve as a reminder of, of of little vignettes of of joy that that happened. Emer, point us and signpost us to your uh, contact details, if you would, please. Sure. Yeah. So um, you you can find me on my website at www.momentsofsparkle.ie, and you'll get all my contact information there. I'm also, as I mentioned, on Instagram and Facebook at underscore moments of sparkle. Um, that's the best way to find me. Lovely. Well, listen, thank you so much for chatting with us this morning. Good wishes to you, Emer. Hope the blow dry lasts for the couple of days and hope you have a lovely day at the christening uh, this evening. It's uh, a very special, uh, a very special time and a very special family time. So I hope you really enjoy it. Thank you so much. Lovely to chat with you. Really and you. Good thank morning you. to you. Take and God bless. God bless. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye. Now, um, yeah. How lovely is that? A self-compassion challenge and... Yeah, sometimes maybe when we're being beaten with the metaphorical stick, we need to try and seek out where the joy is. But yeah, listen, life is tough. Life is rough. 
it doesn't always go as we wish it to go but um, yeah keep keep batting the balls isn't that it we'll take a break I think the Saturday Show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit Lyrath. Carlo, Kilkenny, KCLR. Now to Folgerash. Um, good morning to Fran, who has texted in to say she's listening to us uh, as well. So thank you uh, to Fran uh, as well. Um, couple of texts in here as well. Uh, Edward says a texture we hear and are told of all the help available out there for people who are depressed. Also, people needing help from social workers. Um, some are ill and in need of items in their home, like cancer patients. Like cancer patients, they wait and wait, and all one gets is promises. It's not good enough. Something needs to be done, and this is around the added stress to that as well. Um, so thank you to our texter for that as well. 0833069696 is our dinners ready.ie contact line. Uh, lots of texts coming in uh, with regard to our competition because we have tickets to give away to go to see uh, Oscar Wilde's The Importance of Being Earnest on opening night the 28th of February in the Watergate Theatre. It's presented by Barnstorm Theatre Company. And um, to be with a chance to win those tickets, just text the answer to the following question. Who wrote The Importance of Being Earnest? Text that to our dinnersready.ie contact line, which is 0833069696. And we'll announce the winner before the end of this morning's show as well. Now, let's have a little bit of uh, music. And uh, here is Nathan Carter's Wagon Wheel. See my baby tonight So rock me mama like a wagon wheel Rock me mama any way you feel Hey, hey, yeah, mama rock me Yeah, rock me mama like the wind and the rain Rock me mama like a southbound train
told. But he's a heading west from the Cumberland Gap to Johnson City, Tennessee. I gotta get a move on before the sun. I hear my baby call my name. She's the only one. And if I die in rally, at least I will be free. Today show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit Lyrath.com. Now with Tough Falls, you're very welcome back. Edward Hayden here with you. 083-306-9696 is our dinners ready.ie contact line. I'll give you four or five more minutes on the importance of being earnest by Oscar Wilde. It's in the Watergate Theatre uh, running from Wednesday the 28th to Saturday the 2nd of March. Uh, 28th of February, obviously, to the 2nd of March. It's not running for a month. Um, to be given a chance to win tickets for opening night, text us. Uh, the author of The Importance of Being Earnest to 083-306-9696. Nine six. It's our dinners ready. Ie contact line. Hi Edward. Looking forward to seeing Nathan tonight in Hotel Kilkenny. Please play his new single. If you love somebody, and that's from Sharon and Maureen Lyons, who I would say are without question the chairperson and secretary of the Nathan Carter fan club because they're at everything. Every concert that Nathan is from here to Las Vegas, you'll see Sharon and Maureen. So I know they'll be really looking forward, no doubt. Sewing the sparkles onto the frocks as we speak this morning, getting ready to Nathan for Nathan. So hope you uh, enjoy that. We are trying to get in contact with Nathan. We have played uh, Wagon Wheel there, but maybe he's in the bed after uh, singing it out last night somewhere. So um, we'll do our best to try and resurrect him. Uh, and see if we can get in contact with him but he is in Hotel Kilkenny tonight and due to the phenomenal demand for the tickets he will return to Hotel Kilkenny on the 13th of April so um, you can check that out as well uh, Good morning Edward please play a request for my partner Mary Murphy in Callan and my mother Bernie Curtis in Barntown County Wexford and to Jim Holden uh, as well uh, and that comes in from Paul Curtis in Wexford 
and uh, Paul is telling me that I used to work with his niece Anya Cody and I did about 100 years ago exactly down in Dumbrody so good morning uh, Mary Murphy and Callan must be the most loved partner in the world because she gets a request nearly every Saturday morning so I hope Mary uh, certainly feels that love now I'm delighted to be joined in studio by Roisin Collins from the presentation Della Sal in Bagnallstown and also by uh, on Moonthor Michelle uh, Dermody from presentation Della Sal um, as well. They're on to tell us all about their looking for votes to be with a chance of winning €50,000 from Little Ireland as they promote and support ladies Gaelic football. Good morning to you both. Hello. Morning, Edward. Nice to talk uh, to you all. Um, Michelle, I'll come to yourself first, if that's all right. You might give us the nuts and bolts of this competition. Um, So Little Ireland, they aligned with Ladies Gaelic Football a number of years ago and they have a number of campaigns to raise the profile for Ladies Gaelic Football. to empower girls, give girls opportunities to be seen, to be heard, you know, can't see, can't be. But uh, this year, the research focused on the empty stadiums um, and students like Roisin would very or much have experienced that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So they have this programme for schools, Edward. Uh, it starts with collecting jerseys and it was a parent. Uh, I have to give her a shout out. It was Mary Hickey from St Andrews in Bagnallstown. On Mary Hickey yeah, from St Andrews in Bagnallstown. Fair play to you, Mary. Um, Mary got in touch with the school, with us, to promote the, you know, get the jerseys. We have no jerseys in school. Uh, we share them with the boys. Uh, they're very good with that. And Mary had been sponsored by Little in Bagnallstown herself. So we started promoting the collection of the jerseys and then I knew nothing. Uh, We got word to say at Halloween we had been selected for the 26 schools, the mentor programme, and we had been assigned the Dublin ladies footballer Leah Caffrey. So that was fantastic news. Everyone was excited. Um, At this point, then you were asked to submit a personal statement from your school and the first four statements were being awarded 10,000. So we were shortlisted and we have 10,000 in the bag. Oh, happy days. Oh, yeah, but, uh, you know. You'd like five times as much. (laughs) The 50,000 would be wonderful. We certainly wouldn't say no. So um, of those four schools, one has a chance now. Um, At this stage, it's about videos and voting and promoting. Have a chance for 50,000 euro for their school for projects. And we... Fantastic. So, Roshan, what was uh, your involvement in the middle of all of this? You're all well togged out in the jerseys this morning, anyway. So, um, you're you're looking great in the in the colours for uh, yeah. win of young. <laughs> yeah. So, I play for St Andrews, which is Bagnallstown. So, um, I'm the captain of the school team. Are you good? So, <laughs> ah, she is <laughs> handy enough. <laughs> so, um, to be part of this is all very like surreal. So, it's it'd be great to get the money though for the school. It'd be unreal for the girls so they put everything into it so and how did you get involved in ladies football how did you discover that you had an aptitude for it um i used to play with the boys we actually okay. didn't have a girls team for Bagnastown. Okay. so um i played with the boys when i was younger but then i moved to st andrews when they made a team when i was about 12 so yeah that's 
Good woman. And yeah. you enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I love that's it. That's good. That's good. And then in the school, do you play in the school as well? Yeah. So we have a junior and a senior team. So I help miss with the junior team and I'm on the senior team myself. So. Fair play to you. Yeah. Fair play. And talk to me then about these empty stadiums, Roisin, because, you know, we've heard so much about it in the media that if the kind of the, the fellas are playing, <laughs> there's kind of much bigger crowds. <clears throat> what is it, do you think, that um, the ladies are not attracting the, the same crowds? To be honest, I'm not sure because mm. we all have the same skill level as the boys. Mm. Um, the girls are as good and even without the support from the sideline, the girls still perform amazingly on the pitch. So I don't understand why no one gets out. But Do you know, if I had the 50,000 in my hand this minute, I'd give it to you. What a fantastic <laughs> ambassador um, you are as well. Tell me, and we'll go back to uh, Michelle in just a second, but tell me what then you're, you've done. Tell me a little bit about the campaign. I saw uh, yesterday evening a wonderful video on, on the social, on the gram. <laughs> um, so we'll have to give that a little share for you later yeah. on. But talk to me about what you've been doing uh, now for the final stages of the so, competition. Um everything we can everyone in the school is getting out with their so jerseys so wearing the year off everyone yeah so <laughs> everyone has their jerseys on in school everyone's supporting um, the girls the county girls that were past students came to the school the other day and that's the video that you're on about so mm. yeah it's it's a big thing everyone in Carlo is supporting it so how fantastic when will you know Michelle or what's what is the final stages now is it all in the lap of the gods and the votes now or what way does it work is there another qualifier or have you to do anything else or are you done other than canvas hard? Just at this stage, canvas hard, Edward. Uh, voting closes at 9am on the 12th of February. So if you're all listening, guys, you have until 9am on the 12th of February. Keep voting, Where please. Where do we get the voting now? Um, it's the little school support stamps. So there's lots of different platforms. You can access the presentation de la Salle. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and or, we can or vote X. from there, can we? Yeah, or you can go on to the little. Um, well, let me just go in now here as I'm talking to you. P R E S E N T A T. Tell us, Sal, uh, where are you now in Bagnell's Town? Hold on now till I find you. And we'll have to vote live on air. Now, um, here I'm going to give you my phone, Roshin, and you can Perfect. put in the. You can put in the. Um, I can't find it there when and talking to Michelle at the same time. So you put in the handle and then uh, get me into the voting and I'll give a vote then. Tell me, um, Michelle, then, so people can vote. They need to vote. People can vote and it appears to be um, unlimited. You know, uh, that wasn't communicated. So lots of people are just submitting. It's saying completed and uh, congratulations. Oh, look, she has me up on the voting page. No, not only did she get me in, she got me <laughs> into the vote. Which school do you vote as the winner? Do I vote St. Mary's in Mallow in Cork? Presentation to LaSalle County Carlo, Clare Galway College in Galway or Kalosh the Column Kill in County Donegal. It's number two for me and submit. And I'm completed. So there we have our vote uh, in. But you think it's you can vote uh, regular and often? Yeah, it's appearing that way. You can vote, uh, you know, unlimited. So we would just ask Are you sending 16 million a day? We surely are. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about 50 grand then. What will you do with 50 grand? Um, well, I have a number of things in mind that I'd like to speak to the girls about. Our girls are so enthusiastic that we would be thinking we could run clinics for the primary schools during uh, holiday periods like Easter. Um, the TY girls in particular, the student leadership, they could bring them in, not charge for it, but the money would help towards you know getting... Uh, little footballs, uh, little, you know, well done jerseys. And I suppose we definitely would have to link with little and get some snack pots and things yeah, like that yeah. 
for um, and trainers and you know people to come in as well yeah so you know there's a lot of cost involved in that and planning and logistics in the background uh but yeah, that's definitely something that's simple that's achievable and it's something that's on our agenda and the jerseys Yes, we got a beautiful set of little jerseys. Uh, we're waiting on another set, but we have we have almost a hundred girls playing now, so we really need a third set, and we will buy shorts and socks. Um, again, something simple to have a school identity. We don't have that at the moment. That's we don't fantastic. like asking parents; they, they buy enough. They're wonderful. We don't like asking them to, you know, be buying things all the time aside from the competition then Roisin have you any uh, matches on the on the cards at the minute with either the school or with St Andrews what's the next thing coming up Um, so town usually St Andrews isn't usually back to about March so okay. yeah and then school we do have a couple of matches left so something to look forward to anyway and you're doing well yeah doing well what stage of uh, academic progression are you what year are you I'm in I'm fifth year fifth year fifth year yeah okay started fifth year just this year yeah yeah lovely so. what's the, the grand plan then are you st- is there uh, some sort of something emerging from the clouds um, like a job wise is it yeah um, I think I'd like to be a physiotherapist okay yeah going to that side of the sports obviously yeah sports so oh, lovely yeah you're not plagued with any injuries yourself, are you? Um, uh, here and there, but luckily enough, not really. So yeah. it's all good. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic. We'll keep up uh, keep up the good work, Roisin, and nice Thank to you. talk to you. Michelle, in terms of, um, obviously, people can help by going on to vote. Give us again the, the, the title of the of the initiative. So it's the the title is the Little School Support uh, Stamps Initiative. Uh, that's what it's called. Um, and they can find it on Little and on your social media and everything yeah, as well. Yeah, you can find it on Little and all of our social platforms. Have you any other uh, big plan now between now and the twelfth in terms of uh, PR or to kind of to to get the word out there? Um, we're in talks with the under 14 ladies uh, football county team for a challenge match next weekend so we're hoping that they might promote that for us as well I mean it's fantastic to see parents bringing young girls to matches on a Saturday or Sunday when we'll actually be on school holidays so um, and we are hoping to go and watch Carol ladies play just to speak about that presentation de la Salle in Bagnanestown they never charged for buses, Edward. Students were going on buses, maybe 10 buses a week. Now, you know yourself with the price of diesel. Yeah. Um, but this year, you know, sadly, like funds do become limited at some stage. And we had to introduce for, you know, we had to charge. So you have a young person um, who's interested in sport getting on maybe four buses a week. That becomes quite expensive for parents. So we certainly would be using the money um, to um, support that as well. Well, listen, the very best to look to you all. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it's absolutely great. Life is good in the school. Other than that, this is obviously uh, dominating all school business at the minute. But life is good. Other than that, you're busy away. We're in the middle of our um, mock examination for the Leaving Cert and the Junior Cycle. But I suppose having something like this going on, there's a great buzz about the place. Which is fantastic. And that's certainly to be uh, capitalised on. Roisin, so lovely to uh, chat with you. Thanks <laughs> Thank so much you. for coming in. Continued good play. And hopefully uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks, you'll be sitting at a table 
counting Chris fifties all the way <laughs> up to knows. all the way up to fifty grand. Hopefully. And uh, Moon Tour Michelle uh, Dermody as well. Thank you so much Thank for coming you. into us this morning. Um, fantastic initiative. If you can support, please do get out your phones and uh, give them a vote. It's an amazing opportunity, and of course, fifty thousand could uh, bring transformative change to um, the sports facilities there as well. Let's take a little suspiog. The Saturday Show on KCLOR with Edward Hayden. Brought to you by Lyrath with Love. Fall in love this Valentine's with an overnight stay, breakfast in bed, a couple's massage and use of thermal suite. For details, visit lyrath.com. We all want to keep children safe online. Webwise works to support young people, parents and teachers. Get involved in Safer Internet Day this February 6th. Visit webwise.ie for helpful guides, talking points, free resources on image sharing, gaming, social media and more. Brought to you by Webwise and supported by Kamashuna Man. Congratulations on making it through the 500 days of January. Now enjoy the bank holiday with Centra's great offers. Like inspired by Centra's selected breakfast deal, any three for six euro. Selected Goodfellas stone-baked thin crust pizza, two euro. And Santa Rita 120 Sauvignon Blanc, eight euro. Shop smart, feel good. Centra, live every day. Enjoy a call sensibly. The Tui Live Happy Sale is here. With savings of up to 250 euro per booking. Free child places, even in the school summer holidays. Plus low booking deposits from 50 euro per person. With holidays to suit all budgets. Relax and get booking. Tui, live happy. Offer T's and C's apply. Now you're very welcome back. Hope you're uh, all in good form. Um, all is All is good. Uh, I'm just looking for something here now. And of course, if I put my mind to it, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't find it. Um, isn't that always the way? Oh eight three three oh six nine six nine six is our dinners ready um, contact line. Um, uh, closing the line has now closed for our competition, and the winner of the tickets to go to see uh, Breda McHugh. Uh, sorry, the winner of the tickets to go to see the importance of being earnest is uh, Breda McHugh. So we'll be in contact with Breda after the show. So thank you um, to all for entering and we will uh, be in contact um, with you after the show. Now, um, just as we move towards the end of the show, I just wanted to take a moment to reflect on that very tragic accident that took place uh, in Carlo during the week with three fatalities and we send our sympathies and condolences to the bereaved families and the wider community um, for whom that loss will be very uh, immense and we just thought we would give you a little few moments, we'll play a nice piece of music and take time to reflect on that loss this morning. love is blind still we're often told seek and you shall find so I'm going to seek a certain lad I've had in mind looking everywhere haven't found him yet he's the big affair I cannot forget only man I ever 
Thank you.